Hello guys, um, welcome, good morning. It's so early for me, but I came across this clip that I want to share with you guys, and I think it should be added to the Jay-Z, Colin Kaepernick, and NFL narrative that's out there. We know, we all watch the conference. It's been all over social media, and I've listened to several podcasts YouTube videos and read several um, posts on Twitter and Instagram. And I can say majority or the consensus is that they don't like what Jay-Z did. And I don't disagree, but I also don't agree that it's completely selfish in what he did. Of course, there's money involved in it. But anyway, before we get into that, I'll make my comments because I haven't talked or touched this topic on my channel for a reason. But maybe today I'll say just a few things. But anyway, this article was or post was by Hot 97. And this is a clip that I feel if it was part of the conference, it has been totally ignored. It was overlooked. And I think we need to remember that he did say something to Roger Goodell. He did confront Roger Goodell. He does ask Roger Goodell, what have you done for black people? He basically checks them, asking the NFL and everybody in that conference room, what have you done? And he goes on to say, I can name all the people I kept out of prison last year. Can you? Can you, Roger Goodell? Can you, NFL, tell me? So uh, I feel that the thing that got Jay-Z into trouble before I get to this um, video is not what he says, it's how he says it. There's a carelessness to how he talks about the issue. And the, the thing that touched people, it touched a very bad nerve, is when he said, we are past the kneeling, it's time to move on. He needs to work on his public relations, especially when it comes to sensitive issues like this. And this is why I have shied away from issues like this. Anyway, let me play this video and we'll continue the discussion. Everyone... Everyone, yeah, it's a natural emotion to be upset. But where do we go now? Where are we going to take it? What are we going to do? How do we fix it? And what is, what, what is everyone doing? What is everyone? Everyone can speak like those Twitter people you told. Everyone can talk. Ask them what have they done. It's 365 days last year. I can tell you exactly what I've done last year. Mm -hmm. I can tell you everything that I've been done that, and that changed. I can tell you the amount of people I saved from going to jail. I can tell you the amount. Of, I can tell you that I got this person out of jail. I can tell you that I've done this, 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 and that. I fed this many people. I can tell you exactly what I've done with my 365 days. What has everyone done? It's a challenge. Like, what are we doing? I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. We can have the conversation. And, and again, I'm not saying it's not needed. It's needed because we need to know what's happening. We need to identify the problems in order for us to, to address it. But after we address it, when we, what are we doing? Okay, so there you have it. He asks everyone, what have you done? How many people have you fed? 
And once again, um, Jay-Z and Beyonce don't bust about the things they do. They're not the ones that go out and say, look, I freed so-and-so, or I did this, or I went out yesterday and gave meals to homeless people. That is not their style, okay? Nothing wrong with that, but that is not who they are. But once again, the way he says the things he says seems like, I don't care, next, we're past kneeling, next. You know, he has this I don't care attitude and it feels bad. It's like, dude, people are looking at you and they're saying, you look like me. Why then do you seem like you are outside the issue when you're very much in the thick of the issue? And that's the problem. And one thing I'm going to say, which is obviously not public opinion, because mostly I've heard people say, Jay-Z should have brought in Colin Kaepernick into this deal or the discussion. I don't think so. I don't agree. I don't believe Jay-Z owes Colin Kaepernick that much. I, I'm not saying he doesn't owe him anything. I don't think he owes him that much when it comes to business. And I say that because, one... Guys, Colin Kaepernick will never be a football player again, at least not at the professional level in the United States, maybe somewhere else, but not in the United States. Two, I don't think his greatest strength or potential lies in playing football or the NFL. I think it's quite clear right now that Colin Kaepernick's calling is fighting for justice. He moved, he shook something. The world saw him and heard him when he took the knee. To me, that's where his greatest strength is. That's where his potential is. That's where his greatness lies. Most of us came to know about this man, Colin Kaepernick, from him taking the knee, not that he was the greatest football player, not that he scored so many touchdowns, we didn't know, for, for you football lovers out there, you knew that. But for the rest of us, we don't, I, don't watch, I don't watch American football. I didn't know about this guy, nothing, until he started taking the knee. So to me, he reaches more people when he takes the knee. He looks better when he takes the knee because he's fighting for justice. So he will never work in the NFL. And if he does, he's really weakening himself than strengthening himself when he fights for justice. So let's forget about this whole thing. Yes, Jay-Z said it's not about the job. It was never about the job. Again, it's how he says it. I think he's right. It was never about Colin Kaepernick's job. Colin Kaepernick was not taking the knee for black people to play football. He was taking the knee for the injustice against people of color, especially pointedly black people. So it was never, the kneeling was never about the job. I do agree with Jay-Z, but Jay-Z, it's how you say things that become problematic. So that's one thing. Another thing is that um, 
I feel like the only thing Jay-Z probably owed Colin Kaepernick was an FYI. For your information, I am going to do a deal with the NFL. He didn't owe him what and how, but he could have told him that it's coming. Now, where I feel like Colin Kaepernick should be involved, having said that his strength is fighting for justice, is that maybe Jay-Z wanted to and was going to include Colin in, in the, the, whatever he wants to do. Because Jay-Z is saying that what he's doing is also fighting for justice in a way. Like there are things he's going to do and work with the NFL in line with what Colin Kaepernick was doing. So maybe then after the deal, he should have, and maybe was planning to, I don't know about now, now that Colin's girlfriend, they've spoken up basically against him. I don't know if that's something he would do, but honestly, if he was planning to do it, he should go ahead and just call in Colin Kaepernick because he has become the face of that. And he needs to include him. And as a businessman, put personal feelings aside and just go ahead and include him. And I don't know, but I feel like there was a strategy here by Jay-Z. You, what is that saying? You catch whatever with honey. I think Jay-Z has understood enough to know that if I go in with blows, I'm not going to go anywhere. Okay but I can sucker them into this deal and then flip the narrative on them. You know, I'm not saying the NFL, they're dumb, but Jay-Z has become their image consultant. They need him to clean up their image. But obviously, due to the bad conference that they had, it has backfired image-wise. I think on both sides. More on Jay-Z's side, but he's going to come out of this. He's going to come out of this. So anyway, I shy away from sensitive topics like this um, because of just see what happened to Jay-Z, you know, and I'm not even at his level yet, but um, it backfired because some of these things, you don't know when you're going to step into it. Your intentions may be good, like Jay-Z's, but look what happened. So don't be surprised if you start to see more of these clips that make Jay-Z look good, that make Jay-Z, I don't want to say sim, because I think he is standing for black people, that is going to remind people of color or black people that I am for you, I was never against you, but he, to me... He tried to appeal to the greater audience and he tried to appeal to people in general and he didn't want to seem like it was a black issue only. So it's a delicate balance. It's almost the same thing that some people blamed Obama about because they were under the assumption that because we had a black president, he'll go in and all out for black people. It's such a delicate balance because truth be told, the power is still leaning on one side. So in a way, if we're still saying we're not being treated equally and fairly, 
it's still saying at some level, we don't have all the power completely. Somebody else has the power. And therefore, in that sense, business-wise, you have to watch how you approach these things. You know, you have to be strategic if you're going to win some of these things. You know, sometimes um, being forceful gets you nowhere, you know? So anyway, that's my whole thing. And I feel I need to stop shying away from these topics because I'm very much in it too. And, you know, let me say something. I was discriminated against uh, by an African-American, a YouTube creator, because of my accent. They said I did not qualify to talk about black, listen, black issues. And I'm a black woman. And I didn't qualify because of my accent, right? I was asked if I was the European woman. Okay. And I said, no, I'm a black woman. And that creator went on to say, she's not a black woman. And I am. And I feel like, and I live here. I'm not exempt. I'm not immune. If an African American is going to face some injustice in America, what makes you think that I will not? Just because of my, of my accent. I live here. I'm very much a part of what's happening here. Um, but yeah, they refuse to hear my voice because, hmm, I don't know, I guess, because of my voice, my accent, I'm not black enough. That is complete rubbish that goes on. And that is why we can't move forward if within ourselves we decide to say, you are not black enough. You are the other because you don't sound like me. How do black people sound? How do black people talk? You're listening to a black woman talk. How do black people talk? And I feel like they was, I'll give it to this YouTube creator, okay? I, I, I mean, I didn't want to talk about it because I feel like she was using African-American and black interchangeably, and they are not. Now, generally speaking, the majority of African-American are black. So I would generalize and say, yes, African-American people are black, but black people are all not African-American. And that was her issue. She was talking about issues for black people. She titled her video about black issues. And therefore, being a black woman, I thought I was welcome to the discussion. But upon hearing my voice and my accent, I was no longer welcome to the black discussion solely based on my accent. Even when I said I was black, click. And that in there lies the black issue. You cannot win alone. 
Other people have to be at the table. And this is something that successful businessmen or successful black people have understood and understood well. You cannot say you are not welcome, but then you turn around and say you are the issue or you are part of the issue. But look here, I don't want you to talk about my issue, but you are the one who's causing me my issue. How the, how do you resolve an issue? Like, I mean, how this thing is beyond me. And this narrative that is out there that Africans don't like African Americans is completely wrong. I need to have this discussion. I'm going to do a live and we're going to have this discussion. And I want Africans and I want African Americans and I want everybody. I am not going to exclude people when I live with them on this freaking earth. Okay. Um, who said Africans don't like African Americans? Where do people get this thing from? Okay. I can almost see why there's an assumption. It's an assumption. It's not true. But people don't understand what it is like to come in this country and watch traditional media and see how things are portrayed in traditional media. Okay. It doesn't matter where you go in the world. It takes living in this country long enough to understand that media is biased. But when you come in this country as a foreigner, and when you're coming from countries where race is not an issue, where you are the majority from the country you come from, and you've never dealt with race issues, and then you come into this country, you're not thinking of race issues. And then all the media does is portray a group of people as a bad group of people, as thugs, as criminals, as dangerous people, and you watch this. Bear with me and step into my shoes or step into an African's shoes or even any black person that is not American. Step into their shoes. Imagine yourself going into a different country and a group of people are shown as criminals, thugs, thieves, killers, be dangerous day in and day out on a national media and local media, you watch this and you hear this day in and day out. Tell me what you are going to think. And you are new to this country. And they tell you, don't go to these areas. It's dangerous. You tell me if you are going to walk into that area. You tell me if you're going to go to that area when you've been given warning signs and danger signs all the time and you're new, you're a foreigner to start with. You tell me if you're going to be like, I don't care. I'm just going to go there. They say they shoot there. I'm just going to go there. I don't care. No. But once you live in that country, 
and you observe and you learn and you understand and you realize that this is systematic racism, then you start to say, no, what they're saying is not true. And people fail to understand that simple, simpleness of that. Because on the same token, you people believe everything they say about Africa, right? You see kids with flies all over them, kids without shoes. Yes, that exists. But that's not the whole true story. That's not the whole story about Africa. And... You know, like, if you've never been to Africa, tell me what you think about Africa. Poor, hungry people, beggars, sick, can't do for themselves kind of people. Most people I've come across, that's the attitude they have, but because that's what media shows them. Anyway, I've gone off. Let me just say this. Africans do not hate African-Americans. Africans do not have hate and anger in their hearts. Now, that's not true for every African. That's not what I'm saying. Please. That's just a general statement, okay? That's not to say you've never met an African that has discriminated against you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure you've met Africans that have spoken down to you. I'm sure they're out there. But please, do stop this Africans hate African Americans. Somebody was saying Africans come here, they take our education, they take our jobs. How do Africans take someone's education? You either go to school or you don't. You either qualify or you don't. You, you know what I mean? Anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming to my channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to comment. Don't forget um, to like this video. It's very important for my growth. And don't forget to share if you care. I, I need to do this. Until next time, it is bye for now.